Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. These seem curious words to me, curious words for Jesus to leave with his disciples. He had sent them out to prepare a way for his coming into cities and towns. Seventy of his disciples sent out two by two to stay with people, cure the sick, and let them know that the kingdom of God had come near to them. Then when the disciples returned, overjoyed that they were able to cast out demons in Jesus' name, really who wouldn't be, it was awesome work that they were doing. They were casting out demons and that meant that they had some pretty strong spirit of God working through them, which might boost one's feelings of importance, not to mention you've just been a major help to someone. So I can guess there might have been a little bit of ego inflation going on with the uh, Jesus' disciples. And then Jesus reminding them what was truly important. He was coming. Jesus was coming, and the kingdom of God would come not just near, but would also come fully among them once he arrived. Jesus' presence, Jesus' healing and grace was why they were to be rejoicing and that they got to have a part of bringing Jesus' healing and grace to others. And boy, do we need Jesus' healing and grace nowadays. Truth be told, we always do and always have. But there are times when that need seems more apparent. Folks are worried, wondering, and divided over Brexit. To name other things, I, I just heard, I saw a couple things in like the Twitterverse and various blogospheres. Uh, some folks say, well, now we should have a Texit. Yeah, thank you. Great, great idea, guys. Um, <laughs> folks are worried and wondering and divided over our upcoming presidential election. Not to mention being worried, wondering about international terrorism and domestic terrorism, mass shootings, economic instability, to name a few things. And then, amidst the worry and wondering, people are divided about what we're supposed to do about all of these things. Which means we've got demons in our world, don't we? Fear and anger and hatred, which beget more fear and anger and hatred. We fear the problems in the world, and that fear then can lead us to anger and hatred. And then that leads to more fear on the part of other people, and then even more fear and anger and hatred as a result. And in the midst of all of this, Jesus reminds us, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Jesus has seen the great enemy fall and be completely conquered. And that fall didn't occur through fear, anger, and hatred. Nor did Satan's fall occur through worry, wonder, and division. Satan's fall came through Jesus loving so completely, trusting in God, and putting his life into humanity's hands, allowing us to kill him. So that through his death, life, resurrection, and restoration of all creation would come. Hatred and anger and fear did not cast down Satan. Jesus' love cast down Satan. 
As it is written in Proverbs 10.12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. The love of Jesus on the cross has covered all offenses. In the end, the restoration of Jesus will make all things new. And what that means for us, for all of creation, is that resurrection is coming. And that all of the bad things that we have done, all of the evil things that we have done, throughout all of creation, all of the bad and the evil is going to be redeemed. And is going to be transformed in the resurrection. And the bad and the evil will be seen and understood forever as the good That was always intended. And in the meantime, the restoration of all creation has not yet fully happened. But Jesus' church is here now to prepare the way. As Jesus sent out the 70 to prepare the way for his coming amongst towns and villages, the church is sent out to prepare the way to let people know of Jesus' resurrection, to let people know of the restoration of all creation, and for the church to heal and cast out demons in Jesus' name. Probably didn't think you were going to be commissioned to cast out demons when you got up this morning. You might not even think that we tend to see anything quite so dramatic as casting out demons in our world today, but it happens every day in the church. In our world today, we have generally people have pretty strong beliefs and notions about being right. And those beliefs and notions about being right tend to divide us so that the love we might feel is often cast aside on the road, discarded by our rightness and our perceived righteousness. And then we see two men in the church so deeply divided over the issue of homosexuality that even the words they use to describe their beliefs are abhorrent to each other. But they sit down and they talk together and they listen to one another and they continue to disagree. But they also come to understand that both are seeking the right in Jesus and that both are seeking what is good in Jesus. And they embrace and they leave as brothers who love each other and come again together as brothers who love each other being healed, demons being cast out. Many people in our world and even in Bay City are left alone and isolated, not really belonging anywhere or to anyone. And so they turn to places where they think that they have found belonging. They're lured into drugs and gangs, prostitution and murder. They become enslaved by those who they thought loved them. And then we see in churches people who don't quite fit in. Some because they're new to the community. Some because they desire something more than to wallow in the poor hand they've been dealt. So they seek and find embrace in the church. A community that truly loves them and welcomes them with no strings attached. 
And they're taken under the wings of a couple truly and particularly caring people who shepherd them further into the community. Built upon the grace and love of Jesus. And they find love and acceptance and belonging. A home. People are being healed and demons are being cast out. A man has skin cancer, but he has no insurance. He knows, rightly or wrongly, that the system intended to help people who fall through the cracks is broken. And there is no way that he can get the seemingly simple operation that he needs. Then he asks for help from the church where he eats breakfast every Friday. And he finds someone willing to shepherd him through the process of the seemingly broken system. To be his advocate. To pray with him. Even to help with some of the initial financial costs. And with the church's help and guidance, he gets through that system and has the surgery. People are being healed and demons are being cast out. A long-standing family feud continues to bubble just beneath the surface. And the dance of avoidance and well-practiced politeness begins to grow tired. People begin to stumble and then a misstep. The dancers fall, the walls of politeness crumble, the anger and resentments boil over, burning all involved. But then some in the family are reminded of the love and forgiveness of Jesus. They remember that we are all broken and only break each other out of our own brokenness. They hear the words of Jesus on the cross saying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Compassion begins to form. Tears are shed not only for the self but also for the other and a first apology is made. And not the practiced dance of avoidance and politeness, but the initial faltering steps of descent towards the grace of Jesus and the long road to that new dance of reconciliation. People are being healed and demons are being cast out. Each of these vignettes are stories of St. Mark's. They could also be stories of churches around the world where the presence of Jesus casts out demons and brings healing. The presence of Jesus among us and within us is what makes us the church. Like the 70 who were sent by Jesus to minister to people and to bring the news of the kingdom of God through Jesus, we too are commissioned by Jesus to cast out demons and to heal each other. We've been commissioned by Jesus to take his presence with us wherever we go. We've been commissioned by Jesus to bring our faith in him wherever we go. And we've been commissioned by Jesus to talk about our faith. To talk with others about Jesus and his kingdom of peace, his kingdom of healing, his kingdom of love. And that is the kingdom that will one day fully come. Not through our efforts, but purely through Jesus. And in the meantime, like the 70 whom Jesus sent, we have been sent on ahead as the church to live and to share his kingdom. 
We have been sent by Jesus as his church to bring healing to division. To bring faith to fear. To bring peace and reconciliation to anger. To bring love to hatred. We have been sent on ahead to bring Jesus with us and to rejoice in him and in his love and to rejoice in his peace, to rejoice in his faith and his healing in the world which so needs it. We have been sent to rejoice. To rejoice for the kingdom of heaven has come near and it is present with us and amidst us and amidst all the toils and dangers of of this world. We are sent to rejoice. For Jesus is here. Amen.